Uh, Damien Martin is with us here on the Sporting Capital with our uh, part of our SENWA team, but basketball aficionado being one of the great champions of the game himself in his playing days. Uh, Damien, good to speak to you. How's things? Uh, things are good, Jordan. Just driving home another beautiful day out west, and I can't wait for this weekend because when they expanded to the playing tournament, meaning six teams you know, have the opportunity to play semi-final basketball with that playing tournament, I thought, you little beauty, the Wildcats, they will be a lock. They're going through past the regular season. And now all of a sudden, we've got seven teams trying to fill six spots, and it could potentially come down to the final game of the regular season, Wildcats versus Sydney Kings. But a lot of basketball to be played between now and then. Absolutely, yes. Everything's on a knife's edge, isn't it? Because there are, there are seven teams, as you said, who are in it. Um, one of the teams that's, uh, that will be uh, keeping an eye on. So South East Melbourne Phoenix don't have any more games to play. They're done. So they, they are sitting there in sixth position right now on the very fringe, praying and hoping, fingers and toes crossed, that they can just hold on and keep their spot in the top six while Melbourne United have one game to play and they can potentially dislodge South East Melbourne Phoenix. And there's still Perth to factor into all of that as well, who can potentially lose to their, their final two. There's all these different machinations. So firstly, South East, they've got no more matches. Melbourne United, all eyes on them to win their game and jump into the top six. What are their chances like against, uh, against Adelaide this weekend? Look, I think they will win. There's, the percentages come into play as well. And South East have done a good job. Shay Ely being out hurts. And then the form that they got, Antonio's Cleveland last weekend was just absolutely brilliant for the Adelaide 36ers. So Cleveland renowned for what he does off the ball as a defender. You know, he's dropping 27 points and was brilliant, some big dunks, some big plays. And that's the type of player that Shea Ely, if he was fit and healthy for Melbourne United, would have been guarding. You know, credit to Shea while I'm speaking about him. 14 games he played out of the 28, and he's still a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year award. Uh, you know, that's voted on by his peers, it's voted on by the captains and coaches. That speaks volumes as to the impact he's had in the short amount of games he's played and what he does at the defensive end. But he'll be missed, and unfortunately, even though I think they've, you know, it, it sounds weird saying this because I don't predict him to make finals, I think Melbourne have almost been the fairy tale team of the year outside of uh, the New Zealand Breakers because of how many injuries they've had. You know, losing so many quality players to the NBA. Joe Luella decides to go to China. Nothing has gone their way, yet somehow they're still playing a brand of basketball that, you know, could still potentially have them in the finals. What does their recent form look like? Does it bode well for this upcoming game? It does, and the players they've got are built for finals. Uh, you know, unfortunately, like I said, you know, I don't expect to see, well, Shay Ely won't be there, but you've got some veterans on the, on the team. And then you've got Chris Golding, who, when he has the ball in his hands, anything could happen. And he's capable of, you know, missing three shots in a row or making seven in a row. He's the type of guy that could stand up if they get through to the finals and really do something special. So it's not just a case of having made it to the playing tournament. They could win that, and we could see them in the semifinals if they are fortunate enough to advance through this final regular season round. And then tell us about Perth. So outline what they've got coming up, because they've got two very difficult matches coming up this weekend. They are at home, but are they, are they also sort of on the edge of missing potentially? They are. So they can finish as high as fourth or as low as eighth. Uh, and look, to get to fourth, they've got to win both games, win them by big margins, and some results have to go their way. So I don't expect them to get to fourth. I think it's, it's, it's where you'll see them finish up. 
Look, on paper, they're playing the Cairns Taipans, who I believe will finish third. Uh, so they're currently in second ahead of the New Zealand because but New Zealand play the bottom two teams to close out the week, and I think they'll leapfrog Cairns. And then they play the Sydney Kings, the minor premiers. They play them on Sunday. But I think both teams are going to have players out injured or they'll rest some players. So with that in mind, with everything on the line and playing in Perth, I'm tipping the Wildcats to win both games, secure a top six position, and I think it will be fifth. Now, the other battle is uh, the New Zealand Breakers attempting to dislodge Cairns from the top two to get an automatic uh, buy from the first phase of the playoffs, the play-in tournament. Uh, both the Taipans and the Breakers have had, have had great uh, resurges this season. They've been two of the fairy tales, as you said. Firstly, um, what's been the hallmark, as you said, of, of New Zealand? They're, they're your fairy tale story. What's been the hallmark of them this season, the, the New Zealand Breakers? Oh, they've got to so many good stories, whether it's individuals. Will McDowell-White, I think, has been fantastic. It would not surprise me if he makes an all-NBL team. Uh, Tommy Abercrombie, you know, he's just one of the nicest guys in the league, has been a star of the league for a long time. He has injuries. He'd come back. They, they finally get to play in Auckland after two years away. Maybe Mayer, you know, he steps up to being the head coach, and there's some footage of when they got to the 15 wins and he knew they were playing finals. You know, he had an emotional moment in the hallway when he thought no one was looking immediately following the game. Derek Parr, you know, every single player they brought in that's a new player, whether it's an import or a local, has really bought into their system. And I love the way they're playing defense collectively. I love the enjoyment they're getting from each other's success, regardless of whether they're a bench player or a superstar. And you can't help but just feel after two years having to play away from Spark Arena due to COVID that they're probably the most deserving team of all to be having the type of season they are. And the Cairns Taipans, they've been a a bit of a yo-yo team the last maybe five or six years. They've gone from making finals to missing and then finishing bottom and then making finals again. How have they turned their luck around this season? Uh, Adam Ford has been brilliant. Their coach, he's my tip for coach of the year. I just think that they've gone out and just got the best out of the players that were only available or other teams didn't want at some stage. Keanu Pinder, I think he's going to win most improved player of the year again. To win that award back-to-back shows, you know, one, you've got a coach that's instilling confidence in you. You're developing your skill set with the coaches and they're pushing you and putting you in the right positions to continue to evolve, get better and shine. Uh, Adam Ford, he said at the end of last season, I'll take a pay cut if that's what's required to bring Keanu Pinder back. And at one stage, Keanu was one of the favourites to win MVP. He gets an injury. He's out for six games. And they go on a six-game winning streak. That just means that the team, as cliche as it sounds, the name on the front of the jersey where it says Cairns is more important than the individual's name on the back of the jersey. And credit the coach, credit the leaders with that. And whilst I think they will drop a place due to New Zealand leapfrogging them, Cairns should be very proud of what they've done so far. And if Keanu returns, I think DJ Hogue, Keanu, that combination with Taji McCall, you know, they could do something special in the postseason. I expect them to make the grand final if fully fit. Last one, uh, Damien, uh, to switch to the women's game for a moment. Uh, Lauren Jackson is going to be celebrated this weekend in the WNBL as the Southside Flyers will host the first ever women's league match at John Kane Arena in Melbourne. Uh, it's a big occasion, this. It, it's, a, it's a massive occasion. H- how appropriate does it feel that it does get to be Southside, who have been uh, one of the, the leading teams in the WNBL 
formerly as, as the Dandenong Rangers. It gets to be Lauren Jackson. It gets to be Cheryl Chambers, the coach, who, who get to break ground in the WNBL for the first time at John Kane Arena. Look, the only thing that would be more fitting is if they get 9,000 people to the game and they happen to unveil a statue of Lauren Jackson out the front. She deserves one in the sporting precinct of Australia. She's the GOAT, you know, and you, you don't say that lightly. I know a lot of people say, oh, he is, she is, whoever it might be in different sports, but I've got no doubt whatsoever when it comes to Australian basketballers, uh, a female basketballer, she is the GOAT just as Andrew is with the male version. So, oh, look, I'm over the moon for what she does on the court. But one thing I got to see up close and personal when the Southside Flyers played the Lynx in Perth, they just lost. You know, she would have been frustrated and upset at a loss because she's so competitive. But what happened was, you know, she went into the locker room, did the right thing with all the teammates. Then she came back out and there would have been three quarters of the stadium trying to get her autograph. In the end, they brought her a table and a chair and she did not leave until every single young boy, young girl... An adult had had a, a handshake, a photograph, or something signed, and that's just amazing. I just stood there smiling, grinning ear to ear, telling my daughters, "Look at that! Look at her! I hope you grow up to be, you know, as talented and as good a person as she is. Not just with her basketball skills, but the fact she takes time out of her day when she's frustrated, when she's up, upset, out of a loss, to still meet and greet. And uh, yeah, I'll never forget that moment, despite all the incredible ones she's also given me with her performances on the court. Oh, wonderful, wonderful story. Damien, a pleasure having you on our program program tonight. And of course, we can catch you on SENWA as well. For all of our Victorian listeners, you can podcast uh, any of, uh, of Mardo's show, Hayes and Mardo, on SEN.com.au. Have a safe drive home, mate, and we'll, uh, we'll catch up sometime soon. Thanks, Jordan. I'm going to play that last bit to Hayes just so you said it was Marto's show. I need to remind you of that. No, thanks, Marto. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Damien. Damien Martin with us here on the Sporting Capital this Wednesday night.